0: You poor slob. You're all alone.
1: When you go to your grave, there won't be anybody to pull the grass up over your head. Nobody to mourn you. Nobody to give a damn. You're all alone. And believe it or not, that is Spencer Tracy from the movie Inherit the Wind. And it's a powerful scene at the end of the movie. And in a way, I don't live for who's going to come to my funeral or grave. If you're thinking that way, you're asking yourself the wrong question. Instead of who who will value me when I'm dead, it's who do you enjoy while you're alive, what are you, who are your friends? Are they good friends? Can you rule out the phony friends? You don't want to be all alone in life, but you don't want to have tons of friends and none of them are genuine. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And whether you're dealing with friendships, maybe you want to clean up your friendships and uh, sift through them and keep the best ones. And the others put a little bit more out in the distance. Or so whether you're dealing with relationship problems or maybe problems, with yourself, maybe you procrastinate or want to learn how to introspect better, pick up the phone and give me a call. My number's toll-free, 877 Kenner. that's toll-free, 877 I'm a clinical psychologist. And right now, I want to welcome Megan to the phone. Uh, Megan, you're dealing with some emotional repression in a romantic relationship? Yes. Yeah, tell me what's going on.
0: Um, basically, over the last couple years before my relationship started, I was aware that I was kind of, um, emotionally repressed and that I had been for several years, and so I was making a conscious effort to overcome this, and, um, for the past seven months I've been in a relationship, and I found at times that, um, even when we have very minor disagreements, I tend to very much blow it out of proportion, and I, um tend to read far more into it than is there. Yeah. And um, and I, I obsess to the point where we have a minor disagreement and then I can't function until I have it resolved in my mind. You know, I'm a full-time student. I also have two jobs, so it's like I can't, you know what I mean? And it, it really puts a stopgap on me. And I also, I um, I want this to impact my partner as little as possible. And obviously it's going to impact him, but, um, you know, I don't want him to have to bear the consequences of my repression any more than he has to.
1: Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you've had a coping strategy for for a very long time. Uh, I don't know whether it was from childhood or not, uh, but of just holding things in. And when you hold things in and you don't give yourself permission to ask questions, which maybe in your family of origin you couldn't. Uh, I, I know that many people in their family of origin, you know, father knows best or mother knows best, and you shut up. You keep your mouth, you keep your trap shut. If you question anything, it's over. Many people repress because of that and they develop what's called, and here's here's what's so important, this is a term from cognitive therapy, Megan, a coping strategy, okay. w- which makes sense in the context of the original problem, dealing with parents or dealing with a sibling or maybe, uh, I know I once in fifth grade, had uh, one of my good friends in the neighborhood, she lived on the same block as me, turned the whole schoolyard against me, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what was happening. You don't think that w- that I walked into the schoolyard feeling traumatized when people had to make a choice. They either, either talked to me or her, and they spoke with her. <laughs> she was much <laughs> more charismatic. And I developed repression. I, did, I w- didn't know, I couldn't make sense of the world, so my coping strategy was just to back off.
0: Right.
1: But that I'm on the air now, what does that tell you? Uh, I'm
0: sorry, repeat the question, please. That
1: I am now, and now that I, I now have a radio show and I can talk openly, what does that tell you? Is change possible?
0: Oh, uh, absolutely. It It is
1: delicious. Not only is it possible, Megan, (laughs) but as you give yourself the skills, don't make it a heavy burden on yourself of, oh, my God, I've got this depression. How do I get out of it? Instead, learn one small skill at a time. And they're, they're going to be communication skills. And you need to be able to challenge the idea in your mind that it's an unsafe territory to speak up. And if you've got a loving partner, you can work with him. You can say, you know, I'm fearful right now. I'm having some thoughts that you might be thinking negatively of me. And I want to run these by you because I think they're all hogwash. But I want you to put the hogwash stamp on them. Or, if you don't want to share what you're thinking, you can ask him what's going through your mind right now. It would really help me maybe settle some demons from my past if you share with me what's going through your mind now. And he may say, I'm thinking you're sexy. And you th- say, Oh my God, you're thinking I'm sexy. I thought you wanted to, you know, I thought you were interested in some other woman and I was history. And you don't have to share right. that part with him necessarily, too, because you don't <laughs> want to keep fanning the flames. So um, tell, tell me, how can I best be of help to you? What, what specifically can I help you with?
0: Uh, specifically, I think I'm looking for strategies uh, and new coping strategies because I am very much aware of how this arose and, and why. And it's really just more effective techniques because at this point I'm just kind of, you know, you're an expert and I'm just kind of, you know, wallowing my way in the dark. And so particularly it's just the obsession factor. Um, I I can definitely, we have excellent communication. And um, I did not grow up in a household, nor do I feel with my partner as if I'm not allowed to ask questions. Um, And I definitely feel comfortable bringing stuff up, but, um, it's when I get into this obsessive mode, it's actually difficult for me to think rationally. And beca- I almost think it's because I've been repressing for so long that um, when I do experience one of these negative emotions, my, my recent strategy has been to let yourself feel it, whereas before, I wouldn't. Um, and But I think because of that, it's almost like an overblown reaction, and I don't know how to deal with it. And so really, it's about how to curb that obsession, and, and not to not feel the emotion, but to kind of but it you know um, strategies to kind of help me get focused and reasoning with it
1: so let let me run with that uh First, you're exactly right. You, it, repression means you're repressing your ability to feel. You're giving yourself a command, don't fail. It hurts too much. So whether you're feeling loss or anger, I mean, you're talking about negative emotions, loss or anger or guilt or shame or frustration, you, you tell yourself, don't go there. And so you flatten out. Not only do you flatten out the negative emotions, but guess what else you flatten out? Yes, the positive. The positive emotions, and you become like a flat line. And if you had a flat line with your heart rate, that's death. Yes. You don't want that. You want your heart to be pumping up and down and up and down. So it's not that you want your your emotions to go up and down and up and down, but you do want them to flow. And when you let yourself express your emotion. You need to do it privately first. On paper is best if you have that ability or if you're driving in the car. uh, You can process your emotions. You can even have a little voice recorder if you want. But you don't leave it there. You don't assume that what your subconscious uh, spits out as your emotion, you know, I'm so angry. Why did he do this to me again? Blah, 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 blah. Or I am here. I go again. I'm a failure because I can't have emotions. You might have an emotion about repression, repressing repressing (laughs) itself, which you can just get into loops on. And you want to break that one. And you say, okay, so I've had a history of repressing. Be your own best friend. Treat yourself the way you would your best friend. Yes, of course you've had a a little bit of repression going on or a while of repression. And it's fun to just play with a moment of not repressing and just just have some fun with it. And you say, what am I feeling? I'm feeling angry. If my anger could speak, what would it say? And then if you have the luxury of being at home and have the book Mind Over Mood by Christine Podetsky and Dennis Greenberger. It's on my website, drkenner.com. One of the most effective skills, you're looking for skills, is called a thought record where you spill out your emotion but in a very logical way. There are seven columns to it, and you let the emotion rip. You let it say what all the thoughts that are underlying that emotion, called the automatic thoughts. You let that happen. And then after that, you're able to shine the light of reason on it, and you stabilize your emotion. You recalibrate your emotion, and that is very helpful. So that's where I would begin, Megan, and I think that would pay off royally for you.
0: Okay, I'll definitely look into that. Thank
1: you. Okay, thank you so much for your call. And, thank you and for your time. Okay, and I wish you some joyous emotional moments. Many. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye bye, Megan. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.